Hello and welcome to the latest Safer West Mercia podcast. My name is John Campion and I'm the West Mercia Police and Crime Commissioner. Uh, I'm joined today uh, by two guests and I'll let them introduce themselves. Mark, do you want to introduce yourself and a little bit about what you do? My name is Mark Riley and I'm a community artist and creative practitioner, which means that I go into different settings, um, schools, community groups, those sorts of things, and work with the, uh, the the people there, whether it's young people or or members of the community, really just to help them sort of express themselves through medium of uh, creative arts, really. That's me. Excellent. Uh, a very warm welcome. And Debbie? Hi, I'm Debbie Birch. I work with arts and heritage organisations across Worcestershire. And um, in particular for today, I project manage a project called Inspiring Futures Through the Arts, which is funded by yourselves, John. Um, And I work on behalf of Seven Arts for that project. So uh, let's let's start there, Debbie. Uh, I'm a big believer in, in culture in our society. And some people might say, why is a police and crime commissioner spending our hard-earned money on that fancy arty type things? Uh, you know, why aren't he spending on on law and order type thing? And my my view, uh, very simply, is that in in life we we have to have our, our laws enforced. That's part of society. But we also have to set people up to succeed. That uh, that ability to uh, to lead a fulfilling life where uh, culturally, health wise, educationally. Uh, we're able to contribute to society and celebrating that through art isn't a, isn't a, a luxury in my uh, eyes it's part of what makes us what we are and uh, tell us a little bit about the uh, that the seven art project and and, uh, and and what does it do and and just bring it to life a little bit for those that, that are listening okay um well seven arts first of all is um, a charitable arts company been around since 2018 Um, But arts and music services used to be part of Worcestershire County Council. Um, Seven Arts provides high quality arts activities to a range of people across Worcestershire and is really proud to be leading this project, which, as you say, is all about using arts and culture to improve people's well-being, really. And it can often be a very um, useful way to get people on the path that they choose. So I think there's a lot of evidence now that creative activity um, can do that and can be really powerful in that way. What we've been doing in the past few years is working with the probation service um, to provide creative activity, whether that be ceramics, creative writing, filmmaking, acting, um, metalwork, all sorts of creative activity um, over a series of workshops to improve confidence, um, well-being, motivation. Um, employability, so artistic skills and transferable skills as well for employment, whether that be teamwork, uh, leadership, public speaking. So there's all sorts of benefits, and it's a different way of doing things. So, so what kind of, uh, so what kind of, um, or, or the age and and uh, and the backgrounds of the kind of people that come into 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 your project what uh, you know what's the kind of background and is that such a typical thing as a as, as a client that would come to you guys um for this project in particular we work directly with the community rehabilitation company so they're providing probation services um, at their hq in worcester so it's people over 17 who've got a court order um, and as part of that court order they might need to do certain courses like um 
employment courses or respect or, you know, all sorts of things. And they are offered voluntarily the opportunity to develop some new skills through the arts courses. So we get a real range of people, men and women, all ages from 17 up to over 65. Um, which has been fantastic. And it's often the group work which has, has really um, benefited people. It's um, our, our, we as a society, there's no, there's no two of us the same, are they? We, uh, we're all different. And uh, I, I, I don't think that most of the population uh, realise how different those that come to the, uh, come within the view of the courts, for example, are. They're, whilst they might have some similar stories, that, you know, all unique individuals and drawing out some of the issues behind their offending uh, through engagement in arts is, uh, is quite an interesting one because I'd imagine your engagement might be quite different to say um, somebody on a more traditional behavioural course or, or, or some of the other um, uh, post um, court process that these people might have to be involved in. Yeah I mean people are there for all sorts of reasons and when we send artists in they don't need to know why people are there um, but everybody learns something and everybody learns a bit about each other. And I think it's developing that empathy and tolerance of others through the arts is so important. Arts is all about hearing other people's stories and being able to express yourself and getting that basic human understanding. And some of those skills are just really important for life. So that's the work we do with adults, but it's equally applicable to the work we do with young people as well. I, um, I've known you for quite a while, Debbie, in different roles over the years, and uh, I hope I've never struck you as a, uh, as a culturally rich person in the traditional sense. And uh, I, I, what I do love about art, though, is that something I can't see the, see the cultural, you know, the, uh, the appeal in. Somebody, I love the fact that somebody else can, and I love that art means so many different things to so many different people and uh, can be expressed in so many different ways. And there aren't many, even, even somebody like me, who's not very, I, I don't think, very artistic, even there's things that I can see that I can see my expression to be able to come out of. And, and sometimes those who are in the criminal justice system perhaps haven't had lots of the opportunity to do that. And, and, and that setting me up, as we were talking about earlier, to, to lead a fulfilling life, I think, is, a, is an important one. Um, a little bit around part of my, or the motivation for my investment is around reoffending. And I'm just interested in really your experience about whether or not this type of work contributes to that breaking the cycle that some people are in uh, around offending and going through the court system. You must have seen uh, lots of different, um, uh, you know, from repeat offenders to first time offenders. How do you know that your your work makes, uh, makes the difference? I'd say there's two ways that we evaluate that. One of them is from the participants' perspective themselves. So at the beginning of the sessions, um, they will carry out self-assessment. Part of that is, am I living a crime-free life at the moment? As well as all the other aspects around confidence and mental health. At the end of the 10 sessions, they'll do that self-assessment again. So they can measure themselves how the arts has contributed. But separately to that, we have probation officer case studies. And because we've been doing it quite a few years now, we can look at desistance stats so have these people who've done the arts courses gone on to reoffend or not and we have seen that those who have done the arts courses there are lower reoffending rates which is just brilliant to see we've got a lovely little clip of one participant who talks about how he was getting arrested weekly for shoplifting and, and other activities 
and through doing the arts courses, creative writing in particular, he said that's had a curative effect. And he went a year without offending. Um, when we recorded the video, he'd been a year without offending. And he, he thought that the arts courses and the support he'd been getting for his mental health all played a big part in that. So, yeah, those those are the real positives that we, we see. One of my one of my missions as commissioner is to uh, is is to balance out how we see individuals because we we will see an offender we will see a, a person who is a repeat offender uh, we will see somebody causing harm but we're not always good at seeing the the bits as well so I do believe that you there needs to be consequences for your for your actions but there also needs to be understanding of actions as well and uh, I I really love the opportunity that that, that might present to some individuals to change. And, and I know there's lots of academic work about there around setting people up to in a condition to change. And I personally believe you have to want to do it as well. So mm-hmm. I recognise you can't, uh, that not everybody can be helped. But I really love the opportunity uh, that it brings. And, and for me, um, it's another interesting spoke in, in what is a very complex, complex process, sometimes which we take the humanity out of. So actually mm-hmm. bringing the cultural and the artistic back in brings a bit more of our humanity backing uh, linking back to what I said before because what they might be interested in you know I wouldn't be or the next person might not be it's it, it, it's what's important to you and I, I really like that that, uh, that as part of it you um, obviously uh, like lots of parts of uh, our world we're, we're doing this over an electronic device for example we're uh, we can't meet uh, anywhere it's uh, all very different at the moment how's the uh, how's the pandemic affected uh, your work and the work of the, the project you're involved in We had to change tack this year. So um, unfortunately, probation services, I'm sure all over the country, can't have these group sessions happening in person. Uh, We did explore online delivery, but the the access to the technology and the support required meant that that was difficult. So we spoke to colleagues in your office about how we might support any other priority programmes that are happening And of course, children and young people, particularly vulnerable young people, have been really affected by COVID and lockdowns. So we thought this could be a great opportunity to work alongside another organisation that you fund, the Children's Society and their CLIMB programme, which is all about positive activity and preventing young people getting involved in criminal exploitation. So applying the same principles of using the arts, we created our Hopes and Dreams project and have been involving artists in going into some alternative provision settings to carry that out. Almost like we pre-planned the perfect segue to, to, to Mark, who uh, who was involved in delivering the uh, the Hopes and Dreams uh, project. So you've been perfectly teed up there uh, by that Debbie. Was Mark, who, that was seamless, John. See, absolutely. It's like Wogan, this is, uh, uh, but, uh, but 30 years later. So I'm really interested in, in how uh, the, the arts and, and the impact has had on, on young people and the difference that it, that it can make. I'm just interested in bringing to life some of the, some of the projects that, that, uh, that, that you've seen with young people and, and the difference it, it might make to them. Well, I think, I mean, if we take this project to, as, as, as an example, the Hopes and Dreams project, um, I mean, there's... There's all kinds of ways in which um, being at home for some young people hasn't been the best thing over the past few months. And in some cases, school is one of the more stable, safe places for them to be. So when we were looking at hopes and dreams of the future, um, the first thing we wanted to do 
was to, to, to look into the future. We needed to understand where they are now. So the first sessions were looking back over the past few months and, and how that's been for them and how they felt, what emotions they've had. Then that led into where are you now? Um, how's life for you now? What are you about? What interests do you have? And then we have a better understanding of, of the young people to actually sort of then say, well, let's, let's, look, let's look to the future. So what we wanted to do was to create a safe place for them, a safe environment for them to, in some ways, quite, you know, I mean, art isn't necessarily, um, uh, it can be quite risky in terms of you're putting yourself out there. You, you, you know, you might be using skills that you're not confident in. The young people that we work with often have self-confidence that's below the floor to start with. So, and then of course you've got the awkward teenager sort of thing of, of not wanting to open up in front of classmates and that sort of thing. So you need to establish some really good, strong relationships with them and a safe place for them to explore emotions and experiences and make sense of them, but using, using art to do it. And it's helping them develop their own individual language. So we might sort of, we might help them by saying, which we use oil pastels this week, or should we go big with paint this week, just to find out what what they really enjoy working with. But it's really for them to to sort of hone in and and sort of express themselves, and for us to work in partnership with them in a way, because you're not there to sort of judge whether or not they're producing a you know a, a Renaissance classic. You're there to sort of ask some open-ended questions and just really support them. So it's like, or oh, really enjoy the way you're using the paint there. You know what. Why did you choose that colour? You know, and just sort of tease out and help them explain what's 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 going on. So, um, yeah, so that's 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 quite a powerful tool, really. Because because a little bit of how it's been described to me is that um, sometimes artistic expression is about setting yourself out, and those that might be maybe not have the huge amount of confidence, or might not or might have other things going on in their in their lives. That that bravery to appear to step out of the crowd or to have attention brought to them, isn't it? Is an enormous thing in in some people's uh, lives, and uh, that's part of the work that you do in your in your project. From it what is, I understand, yeah. and and we work in we work in partnership as well. With it, it, it isn't sort of us coming in saying. You know, we've, we've, all, we've got all the big ideas. It's a partnership approach with the teachers in the classroom. It's also been a partnership approach with the children's society as well. So this sort of more open-ended way of working is is a good way, I think, for teachers and, and uh, teaching assistants who might be assigned to a particular young person. It's a good way for them to discover more about them because... It isn't about, you know, producing a piece of work that's going into your portfolio for your GCST. It's, it is literally, wow, you know, why have you used those images? Why have you used those words? And it, it, we had an, an example that was quite revealing, you know, of, um, to, to, to this young person's teachers where he was able to sort of express his real sadness and uh, at losing a sibling and, and also this feeling of being scared most of the time, you know, and for the teachers, it's like, well, okay, so this is starting, this is something for them to sort of help work through with him, but also it starts to explain maybe why 
you know, sometimes he, he, he comes up with challenging behaviour because if you've got all this stuff going on behind the scenes that you're not aware of, then you, you, you kind of, you kind of, you're kind of guessing a little bit. But also with the children's society there, if they see something which they feel they can help with, they can sort of offer their sort of support as well, which I think happened a couple of times during this project where they spotted things where, where they thought we could we could sort of offer this young person this particular service and, and sort of support them through through what, what's going on. Because the, the work that you, you've been referring to around CLIMB is literally could be the, the future criminals, uh, the future people who are being exploited, the future people that might be exploiting. Uh, there's all kinds of potential harm that the person might go on to in their adulthood to which early intervention hopefully is helping either to uh, divert or indeed to change the change the course or, or impact of. And I, I really um, I really love to hear the, the different things that, that um, spark off other elements because, um, you know, whether it be a chat with a, a social worker, a teacher, a pharmacist, whomever it is, that ability then of that person to root into somewhere uh, that might get the right the right support, I, I really like to, to hear. Yeah. I mean, yeah. no, I think just, just picking you up on that, on that point, really, it's, it's you know, the, this particular project was focused, it had five sessions, and the majority of those sessions were focused on trying to look at the future. But for some of those young people, it's difficult for them to look to the future, you know? And it might be, for, for you know, for whatever reason, their expectations are absolutely zero, so what we try and do is we, we try and look at success in different ways. So this is the sort of questions that we're asking them is, you know, what, what do you think success is? Does it have to be how, you know, how much money you've got? Could success be finding a place to live that's safe? What qualities do you admire in other people that maybe you want to develop in yourself? You know, and, it, and it's those sorts, it's developing a range of aspirations which aren't necessarily linked to, am I going to have enough money to to to, to be able to buy the latest phone and am I going to be judged at that sort of that sort of level so I think that that's that was one of the that's that's the kind of early intervention I think which which you were kind of alluding to which we were starting to work with and I think the reason we use different art forms just to say as well is because it's like horses for courses you know some people will really take to the visual arts with Mark some people will really find their niche with the filmmaking or with the ceramics. So it's about finding vehicles through the arts for people to express themselves. I, I know it's a much uh, much overused phrase, but there literally is something for everybody, isn't there? Mm. You know, there really is the, the ability in terms of art to do, uh, you know, little to massive through to, you know, the most serious to the most uh, avant-garde stroke, you know, feeling off the cuff. It's, uh, and then all the, all the realms in between. How, how did you get involved, Mark? How did you... How did you uh, get involved in the in, in the project? Uh, I've been doing work over the past year on there's a lot of recovery um, stuff going on. So particularly around in schools, it's not just about um, catching up on academic work, although that obviously that is quite important. But it's also about um, taking on board what experiences these young people might have had during lockdown and a variety of experiences not like you said not everybody's the same and not everybody comes from the same sort of backgrounds um and also so that that sort of recovery in that sort of sense is okay let's explore what you have had to you know 
maybe experienced and now let's look ahead uh, you know to the future with with, with some hope so there, there's been particularly around you know uh sen children um special schools alternative provisions those are needing a lot of work basically to help the young people work through what they've seen or what they've experienced and actually sort of you know move on essentially so you know and it varies so it could be some some sort of um sessions with small groups it might be a whole school thing so i, I worked with one Worcestershire school where they worked it's a small school rural school and they worked they wanted a whole school project to basically find the positive things that we could remember from lockdown number one it was just lockdown <laughs> when i worked with them but now it's lockdown number one you have to say which one it was and then and then just sort of create pieces of work of, of positive things that, that they that they wanted you know people to remember in, in in the you know to mark that time and to remember so we did actually try and reconnect with nature we did what you know finally spend maybe some more time with our hair you know with our families those sorts of things we did have more time to maybe explore some some new hobbies or, or achieve some new skills so there's a whole sort of recovery thing there just to sort of put some positives back into things. Really, really sounds like a, uh, you know, a great motivation for wanting to do, but also really varied, uh, you know, execution in, in difficult times. And, uh, you know, as commissioner, I'm very proud to have the opportunities to fund, uh, you know, good and interesting projects that make a difference. And the response in the pandemic show how adaptable I think uh, the art sector art yeah. sector is and um, riding the wave of funding uncertainty is uh, probably the diplomatic uh, way to describe it and yet you know the outcomes still are are quite uh, you know uh, incredible I'd like to thank you both uh, for for joining this afternoon and talking uh, through some of the issues uh, for the podcast and, and thank you very much for uh, working with me to deliver what you do on my behalf because I know uh, as I said earlier, the uh, cultural life is, is an important part of delivering my safer West Mercia plan. But also thank you to, to you to, to you both and to your colleagues for the adaptability in these really difficult and, and uncertain times. And, and this afternoon for talking to us uh, about it. So thank you both very much. Yeah, thank you. And to our listeners out there, thank you for joining uh, this Safer West Mercia podcast. Um, all of the details of the uh, of this project and other projects that I commission are all on my website. If you put West Mercia PCC into your search engine, you'll see uh, details of all the grants that, that I make and, uh, and the work that we do in the different uh, localities. And uh, I'd like to thank you for listening and please do stay safe.